639 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Cold Morning News. When I say good, I do not, do not mean the weather. It's weird and wacky out. It's like 66, it's raining, it's crummy. Some places it's really hard. Uh, and then tonight is going to be terrible weather. Really, be prepared for awful things to happen tonight. We're a three out of five scale. Uh, so around, around 8 to 10 tonight. So possible tornadoes, possible hail, possible strong wind, 60 miles an hour, that kind of thing. So just don't be driving around tonight at 6. Right, sorry, at 8 after dark. That's when you want to be careful. Uh, joining us now, we've got um, Alex Andrade. He is in Tallahassee for the special session, which is getting ready to wrap up today. Alex, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Don't be driving home at 8 o'clock, okay? <laughs> if that's, you know, get home sooner or stay in Tallahassee. Um, all right, so everything that is on discussion, the Senate yesterday passed the bill for um, property insurance reform. You guys are going to take up the bill today. Can we just maybe spend a few minutes and talk through some of the provisions here? One of the things it's going to outlaw is, um, or you know, reform is one-way attorney's fees. I have read several accounts of this. I still don't exactly understand what the difference is. Can you explain what this bill will do? Yeah, so in a lot of contracts, what it will say is the prevailing party in any lawsuit under this contract um, is entitled to their costs and fees of having to participate in this lawsuit. Okay. Um, meaning like if you were right in your interpretation of the contract, um, the other side has to pay for your, your time and inconvenience and the cost you've incurred. Got it. In Florida, um, we have a one-way uh, fee shifting provision, meaning only the customers of these insurance um, policies are entitled to their fees, um, and the definition of being prevailing in this circumstance is incredibly low. So we have circumstances where, um, you know, a policyholder uh, gets a thousand dollars in a lawsuit. Well, that thousand dollars is less than your deductible, even. But like, um, they get a thousand, and then their attorney has made claims for two hundred thousand dollars in attorney's fees, even though you know the insurance company's already paid out, you know, a hundred grand on the two fifty policy. And uh, suddenly they're they're getting hit for something even larger than the risks they agreed to cover um, for a minuscule amount that's actually going to their customer. Um, so uh, it's resulted in this cottage industry. It's not a cottage industry at this point, um, where we have almost it's 80% a mansion of all industry. lawsuits on property. Yeah, we have we have eighty percent of all lawsuits on property insurance claims that occur in Florida, as opposed to the rest of the country. And we only have only have less than 10% of all claims that actually occur in the state on property damage. Um, eight cents on every dollar that's spent in this in this litigation industry. It's no longer the property insurance industry. Eight cents on every dollar that's actually spent in the litigation industry actually goes to the customer. So what would the what would the what would the change make? Would it make it so that the there's a limit on how much uh, attorneys' fees you're you're uh, obligated to pay? Would it make it so that it runs both directions only? What would the change exactly be? Because I agree, it sounds crazy to say that the insurance company could be on the hook for a quarter of a million dollars of uh, attorneys' fees uh, to pay you know the litigant when the claim was only a thousand or two thousand dollars. I agree that that doesn't make any sense. What is the remedy? Well, the, the, the remedy is to, to return property insurance lawsuits to the same playing field as every other contract lawsuit in Florida currently. Okay. Um, there, are a couple, there are a couple different ways to, to become entitled to attorney's fees in Florida, but the vast majority of the time, the, the standing assumption in every lawsuit is that without a statutory provision and, or without a contract provision, if you're going to court, you're going to bear your own attorney's fees. 
unless you can um, prove so, some kind of frivolity or something like that, right? I mean, that's how I always thought of it is you you build the attorney's fees into the decision of whether to go to court. Exactly. Um, and so what this will do is actually, you know, we have, we have some law firms that have filed 7,000 lawsuits in one year. I don't even know how that's possible um, to, to file that many lawsuits and to have found that many claims on property insurance contract violations um, in a single year. Um, but we have some, some law firms that are one or two lawyers and, you know, 50, 50 staff members, and they're just churning these lawsuits out. So what this will do is hopefully reduce the number of frivolous lawsuits that result in that, you know, dynamic where it's $1,000 for the client and $250,000 for the lawyer. And it will bring us back to what these lawsuits should be, which is, you know, valid claims that are of a sufficient amount to be, you know, worthwhile to bring to court because there's something to actually litigate. Um, the flip side of that, you know, though, and it, again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just trying to make sure I understand it all is. So let's say I've got a $2,000 claim and my insurance company doesn't want to pay me, but they really should. And any neutral observer would say that they should. Now, aren't you discouraging people from being able to sue to recoup that money? Well, so so that's a, that's an interesting point. So all lawsuits are like snowflakes. Each one is slightly unique. Sure. Um, if it's a $2,000 claim on your $250,000, $500,000 policy, um, odds are that some amounts already been paid. So odds are that, uh, you know, let's say $50,000 have been paid because the insurance company has sufficient evidence in their file to say the drywall needed to be fixed, the air ducts need to be fixed, and these are the damages that were caused by our coverage. Our coverage was windstorm damage. Um, we don't cover flood because this isn't a flood policy, but you have flooding. Um, so your your wind coverage policy insurance says, you know, this is the amount that we say was due to wind. If you want your flood damage covered, proceed on your flood policy. Or if you didn't have one, we're sorry, but you did suffer flooding. Um, so there, there's that dynamic where it's like they've paid out 50 already and you're quibbling over $2,000 extra. Well, if you're quibbling over $2,000 extra that may or may not have been caused by your flood damage, right? why is your attorney entitled to $250,000 in lawyer's fees for a $2,000 claim that could go either way? Okay. Um, we have al- alternative methods of dispute resolution. Um, we have this thing called appraisal where each each side hires an expert. Those two experts pick a, a third expert who's supposed to be a neutral third party. Like an arbitration Those between three them. experts get in a room. Those three experts get in a room without lawyers present, and they hash out what should and should not be owed on this policy. Um, there, there are so many examples where, you know, you have you have legitimate disagreements, um, and you have instances where the policyholder didn't provide sufficient information to justify the additional payment. No insurance company is committing fraud on every single claim. No insurance company is committing bad faith on every single claim. And they're getting hit and accused of this on on claims nonstop to the point where $3 billion in 2019 simply went to litigation on these contracts. Wow. Hey, Alex, hang on for just a second, because I want to I want to make sure to get Candy in here with traffic, and then we'll come back to this. Candy, uh, tell them about the traffic. Okay, uh, real quick, traffic is, uh, Alex, what's your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Had it not occurred to you, I might be curious as well. Die Hard. 
Oh. All right, fair enough. This is why I love you so much. <laughs> okay, now uh, taking a look at our traffic is brought to you by All Pro Tune Up. Uh, watch for blinking lights is on Highway 98 and Gulf Breeze at Fairpoint Drive. All Pro Tune Up across from Big Lots on Highway 90. They want to earn your trust and confidence and quiet uh, quality workmanship, servicing your cars, trucks, and RVs. Traffic tips: text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Alex Andrade is awesome. All right, fair enough. Yes. Uh, lethal weapon is also an acceptable alternative. Uh, thanks so much, Candy. Back to Alex. So, okay, looking comprehensively at the problem. Right. Part of it is the lawsuits. And I I agree. I think some of these things need reform because that's a huge slice of the problem. Part of it is uh, fraudulent claims. Right. People claiming that their roof was damaged in the hurricane when the roof was 18 years old anyway. Um, And then part of it is uh, insurance company reluctance or refusal to pay out. And I I suppose a part of it is we live in a place where we get, you know, storms a lot. If that's the scope of the problem is all of those pieces how confident are you that this is going to really solve significant chunks of the of that issue? We're 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 solving certain aspects that are major aspects, but those major aspects are going to take time to take hold. Um, that being said, these fixing these issues actually, you know, eliminating the dynamic where we're less than 10% of all claims and we're almost 80% of all lawsuits in America yeah. should have the effect of drawing more people back into the market. Um, that combined with um, Florida, you know, making more reinsurance options available for insurance companies and also giving more teeth to the Office of Insurance Regulation to supervise and enforce the rules on these companies should result in property insurance companies that are more responsive, that respond faster, that pay out claims faster, and and operate more in, in the realm of just being property insurance companies instead of being, you know, just facting expert witnesses nonstop. I mean, how much time do you want your insurance adjuster spending in court versus at their desk processing claims? Um, by, you know, acknowledging again these these folks aren't they're not signing up to be professional expert witnesses and fact witnesses day in and day out they're signing up to cover risks and pay those risks out um we're 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 bringing the property insurance market back to what it should be and back to what it is for the other 49 states um so i i believe that this will create a market that's more welcoming to these companies to come in the companies that 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 want to cover these risks, that want to take care of their customers, that want to be here for a long time. Um, and I'm hopeful that, that these that these fixes, these tweaks will will have that effect, you know, in the next year or two. Wow. Well, that, I mean, that's the goal, right? We've got to find a way to draw the companies back in to be interested. And, you know, if that doesn't happen, nothing else is really going to work. So uh, I am you know, cautiously optimistic that uh, we'll be able to make that happen. Alex Andrade, he's our state representative for District 2 in Tallahassee this morning. Uh, Alex, thanks as always for the time and doing your best to explain this very, very complicated subject uh, to me. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Andrew.